0: Welcome all to the Pro Football Radio Podcast, our new co-host Jay Chima, coming to you you with another podcast with my boy Kuma from Merrimack, New Hampshire.
1: Yes sir, yes sir, we're still recording through Skype, but hey, it's better than nothing, we're honing our craft, we're having guests on, we're Three four months into a global pandemic, but hey, fuck it. We're doing the best that we can. <laughs> Listen,
0: man, I I don't mind this whole Skype thing. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, I kind of enjoyed. It. I don't think we'll ever go back to being in the same studio again, right?
1: Right. I mean, it just it seems like easier. Definitely to get guests on before we we're like, oh, how much we're we gonna have to spend for a soundboard? How are we gonna hook it up? How are we gonna do all this crap? And it's just like, you know, you can record with like fifty people on a Skype call if you really wanted to.
0: Yeah, man. And the best part is I never have to see people ever again.
1: Yeah, this is true. This is true. (laughs) I'm kind of like, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I'm kind of like, I hate people, but like, I love gatherings. So it's, it's weird. Like, I hate going to the grocery store, but last week we went out for our boy Zach's birthday at a winery up in like, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes from where we live in Southern Connecticut. And it was a great time. That was enough dosage for gatherings. Like, that's that's really all I needed. I needed a quick fix.
0: Dude, like, I've realized, um, I, I don't know if you've felt this as well, but going through quarantine, it kind of changes you in a weird way, right? And, and picking up on social cues, like, just like, being social is a skill, just like, you know, throwing a football or shooting a basketball. And if you don't practice that skill, it diminishes, right? It, it, if that makes sense. And and I just I've realized, like, in social gatherings the last couple of weeks, like, I I just don't know what to do, what to say. You know, I'm not my normal, jovial self for the most part. But it's like, I don't understand. Like, is it something I got to work on? I got to (laughs) practice? do you No, I was
1: the same way. I finally was able to get my hair cut last week. And, you know, I walk into the barbershop and I got the mask on. You had to make an appointment. And I walk in. And the guy just like points me over to the seat and before I even sit down, like he puts his hand out to shake it. And it's like, do I do it? Do I not? Is it faux pas? And at the end of the day, it was like, I have like a gallon of hand sanitizer in the car. I don't fucking care. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. But that's, that's like the new norm. Like, what do you do now in meetings? Like, are you going to have a full staff meeting or is it going to be small individual groups with like three office seats in between you? Like, it's, it's definitely like muscle memory at this point. And I think like our social muscles are have just like atrophied over the last three, four months.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like, I, I wonder how this is going to affect the business setting, right? I mean, are we all going to go the way the Japanese and start bowing, right? Is handshake going to be something out of the norm? Um, right. I mean, we've been doing elbow, what is this? Uh, the elbow fist pump things. Like, right,
1: like, you know, the flying elbow from a UFC fight.
0: Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm uh, and it seems like with all the reports out there, this thing isn't going on going away anytime soon. Right? Oh,
1: absolutely um, so not, dude. Like Texas. We're in, the,
0: we're in the long haul for this shit.
1: Oh, yeah. I just saw uh, a tweet maybe about like 30 minutes ago from a reporter on the uh, I think he covers the Washington Post or he used to in uh, Harris County, Texas. That's the the text, uh, the county that covers the Houston Metroplex. They put out, like, a severe alert level one saying, like, the virus is ravaging the county. Uh, don't go out. The hospitals are at capacity. Like, they basically said, if you go out, we might not have room for you in a hospital. Like, that is literally what the what their, their text message alert said. And, yeah, this is not going away anytime soon. And it's going to get real interesting come August when, you know, training camp is, you know, we're going to be in the swing of that. I think – they came out and said that they're going to be starting training camp on time, which I I want to see how that's going to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, from from the uh, NFL's perspective, um, the the best thing going for them is they have the luxury of time. Right, uh, they have the luxury of seeing how MLB and NHL and NBA is going to kick off in a month and see how they're going to respond um now obviously september is still what two and a half months away july and august right um so we still got some time um but lo- like everybody's saying man it's not looking very positive in regards to the start of an NFL season on time
1: nope i think that's why they built in though that that kind of little fail safe with not only just with how fluid the super bowl schedule is but like how the bye weeks were arranged like you know i said we said this I want to say maybe three episodes ago with the schedule release episode uh, that that the week two opponents for whatever given team that is, that week two opponent, they share a bye week, you know, say week eight or 10 or whatever. So, you know, you might be able to reschedule stuff if you push the push the season back a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, and, and I hope they do it right, man. I hope they don't do this thing where they they jump the gun and they start the NFL season, and then halfway through they got to stop it. Um, uh, that's that's gonna be the worst thing for everybody involved. Either you play the season or you don't. In my mind, you don't do this bullshit where you start, you stop halfway through, then you start again. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing the due diligence and figuring out if they're if it's safe enough to start for those guys.
1: Yep, for sure, for sure. Well,
0: we're at episode number 55, um, and today's episode is going to be a special one because we're going to have another guest on. Um, we did the whole guest thing last week, and it were, uh, a couple of weeks ago and it worked out really well. We got some great feedback, and uh, the guys that we had on uh, gave us some great perspective. Uh, this week we're going to bring on Mike Hammertime from the West Coast. Um, he's been uh, a colleague of mine for a couple of years, a great dude, and I've known him for a while now. Hung out with him outside of work as well. Cool as hell, loves football. Um, we're going to get him on here, um, we're going to pick his brain, see what his thoughts are, and then we're going to go from there.
1: Yeah, let's do it, Hammer Time! In
0: regards to the content of the week uh, for the podcast, what we're going to do is we're actually going to go ahead and give you guys a... Uh, a breakdown of what we see as the off-season moves. Essentially, we're going to look at every single division and see which teams have the best off-season moves. Um, this is taking into account both trades, um, free agency, and the draft, essentially wrapping up the whole off-season and kind of looking at it from a macro view. Um, and then we're going to give you our division winners and then also our playoff um, uh, teams that will reach the playoffs and then potentially a way-too-early Super Bowl pick as well.
1: Oh, yeah, I went nuts. Like, I, I'm going to call my way-too-early prediction – The Michael Keaton, Batman, uh, Jack uh, Nicholson, rather, uh, Joker scene where he says, you want to get nuts? Like, let's get nuts. Like, that is my way too early playoff prediction. So, this is going to be a good one.
0: Is this one of those uh, patented Puma, throw something against the wall, conspiracy theory picks? No,
1: no, no. No, no. if if we're going to call it that, we might as well call it the Colin Cowherd effect. But, no, I I, I use... (laughs) I use a little bit of you know logic and stats and you know gut feeling to an extent, but uh, I I kind of have some facts that back up my predictions. So it's, did
0: we did we get the picks right last week last year? Did we did you, both of us get a team in?
1: So the NFC, I know for me the NFC was definitely below fifty percent. Uh, I I think I hit a lot hit mostly above like 50% in the AFC. The AFC, I know I I did a decent job with. The NFC, I just completely whiffed on. Um, But we'll see what happens with this complete let's get nuts plan that I have here.
0: Nice, nice. All right, well, without further ado, let's bring on Mike the Hammer Time.
1: Hammer Time!
0: And without further ado, Mike Parentino, a.k.a. The Hammer Time, (laughs) has joined the Pro Football Radio Podcast. Welcome aboard, Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you, gentlemen. It is a
2: pleasure being an honorable guest on this fabulous podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm sure you've already, uh, you know, heard the puma via your uh, via the podcast, but this is the first time you get to talk to him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've just seen his, you know, his spectacular instagram feed and <laughs> listen to the show on a weekly basis so yeah so it's a, it's a pleasure to actually speak with uh the legend himself
1: oh from one legend to another the the honor <laughs> is all mine mike the honor is all mine
0: <laughs> mike how's things out there on the west coast man
1: you know it's uh from a from a
2: virus standpoint it's 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 not great you know, there's know, there's a huge spike. Luckily, we're not the biggest spike of the states. But, um, you know, business, you know, is it, booming for us, to be honest with you. It's, it's crazy how quickly things have kind of bounced back in the aviation industry.
0: Yeah, and you're spot on right there, man. A lot of industry projections were giving us the whole V pattern where it bottoms out and then it'll back, bounce right back, which is the best way of doing it um the worst thing that could happen to us is have one of those nike shrews swooshes where essentially you bottom out but then you take a long time to recover um but you're right man it it seems like it's starting to uh, pick back up fairly quickly um luckily you guys aren't as bad as texas and florida where apparently they don't give a fuck at all i mean it's been like two weeks and they're out there just kissing people on the mouth in the middle of the street random ass people
2: oh absolutely (laughs) yeah i was in um i was in scottsdale a couple weeks ago and it was the weekend that uh floyd mayweather hit the club
0: he mm-hmm. was oh, throwing God. dollars
2: everywhere, and people were flocking to Scottsdale, and uh, and now all of a sudden it's one of the biggest hot spots, you know, in the country.
1: Yep, yeah, for sure. Because
2: out there, nobody was wearing masks.
1: For sure, Mike. What county do you live in out there? You're not? Are you in? Uh, you're not in LA County, are you?
2: I'm not. I'm in Ventura County. And okay. Luckily, my county hasn't spiked very much at all.
1: I gotcha. think there's only
2: been like. 44 deaths and 2300 cases and it's really been steady in this county which is fantastic the rest of la just keeps growing but ventura county isn't uh isn't too bad compared to everywhere else
1: gotcha nice
0: all right hammer time so essentially the way we're going to do this is we're going to run through each division and both myself and De puma are just going to give uh like the quick grade of each division and which uh division winner we're going to have um and from there we'll just turn it over to you and get your thoughts on that as well what's your thoughts on that
2: absolutely i'll give you guys my best perspective <laughs> i don't know if you know the puma but i'm a i'm a basketball guy i mean I, I play basketball in college so my knowledge is more in basketball but I will absolutely give you guys my best opinion.
1: Gotcha. Mike, no, you I've different? seen I've seen your handles on on your IG page, man. I, I got uh, okay, you. Okay, all right.
0: <laughs> Mike, where I'm did you play basketball at?
2: I went to school at a small private school. It's a Division two school called Hawaii Pacific University. In and, Hawaii? Yes, in Hawaii, my friend. Dude,
0: what a badass!
1: why I'm the hell
2: did you come back you, I, <laughs> you know what i'm telling i would have never came back but if it wasn't for my little brother you know that, that was the reason why i came back because I, I had to help my little brother make sure he graduated for sure okay all right <laughs> <laughs> family's everything
1: yes sir
0: so I uh, I googled Hawaii Pacific. And I'm looking at the images and of the university, and I see a statue of Mike Parentino outside the basketball yeah, facility. You
1: know <laughs>
2: it. I'm out there like Michael Jordan.
1: Oh uh, <laughs> shit! Was that on the Big Island, Mike, or, or where was it?
2: it? It's on the island of Oahu, so it's okay. where like uh, downtown Honolulu. We had we had two campuses. Like one was in downtown, the other one was uh, up in the mountains, called a city called Kaneohe. Okay. And uh, yeah, I spent like my freshman year in Kaneohe, and then transitioned to downtown. And I was living all over the place. I was living in Waikiki, Honolulu. Uh, oh, I lived down the North Shore for a little bit of a time. Oh, pipeline! And, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, pipeline, Waimea. I mean, those are my stomping grounds. Okay.
0: Now, now, Mike, did you grow? Did you were you born and raised in California?
2: Yeah, I'm from San Francisco. So. Hmm. My nickname, my OG, triple OG nickname Frisco. Wait a minute, you got Frisco. two nicknames? I do. It's Mikey my P, you surprised? It's Frisco. <laughs> so my name's Mike, and when I went to school in Hawaii, the first two people, I shit you not, that I met that became my best friends in Hawaii were both named Mike. assa Three mics hanging out the whole time I lived in Hawaii. There was no possible way. So immediately we came up with nicknames. Mine was dubbed Frisco since I was from San Francisco. So that was my OG nickname from the start. So if you want to say my name is Mike, a.k.a. Frisco, a.k.a. Mikey P,
1: a.k.a. Hammer Time. Jesus. What are we talking? To? We talking to, uh, Jesus, uh, Apollo Creed here with his 19 (laughs) intros before fight night, before he even takes the top hat off.
0: Damn. (laughs) What can I say?
2: People call me the Dawn over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My bad. My bad.
0: My QP, what a legend. Um, All right, man. Well, let's start with the AFC East. Um, Puma, you want to give your quick thoughts on uh, how the division uh, shaked out after uh, the offseason moves and who you think will win the uh, division?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So really the, you know, the, the, you know, the Dolphins, they made kind of the big splashes in free agency, in my opinion, with, you know, the signing of Byron Jones. And then they went after uh, Kyle Van Noy. Uh, they, they showed up the running back position by getting Jordan Howard off of free agency. They, uh, they traded for Matt Breida on draft day, the bills, their big splash was they, they traded for Stephon Diggs, just another guy to stretch the field for Josh Allen. Um, the Pats, they stood pat for the most the most part, I guess, like the one big transaction was Tom Brady leaving and the Jets, the, the Jets really the, all they did from my notes here was they got Mims in the second round of the draft. Uh, another weapon for for Sam Darnold. But really, the winners out of this division were, were the Bills and the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, see, I and I don't see it that way, man. With the Patriots, man, I, I thought it was more uh they didn't really stand pat, man, because they let obviously Tom Brady go, but then they also let Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy, Danny Shelton. I mean, all just kind of left, and they never never really replaced them. So I think, in my mind, the the Pats earned a D minus in a grade if I was to give them one. Um, I think the Dolphins earned an A minus because they got a bunch of picks. Uh, they got a bunch of people coming in in regards to Matt Breda, Xavier Howard, and they also drafted Tua Tagovailoa for their future. Um, and then I think uh, the the uh, Buffalo Bills also ended up getting an A in my book because they ended up bringing in Stefan Diggs and they also brought in AJ Espenesa. So I think for the most part, uh, I if I to pick right now uh, i think the dolphins uh, i'm sorry the buffalo bills are going to win that division
1: oh for sure i have them winning the division as well too i mean not even just the free agency aspect in the draft but you know they they have one of the best rosters on paper in the nfl at least depth wise and i think you know we saw the emergence of john brown last year with his route tree he can do the intermediate routes he can stretch the ball he can stretch the field and just Stephon Diggs to compliment on the outside and cole beasley underneath and I think Dawson Knox, the tight end, is going to take a giant step forward. So, oh, yeah, give me the bills in this division all day and, you know, twice on Sunday.
0: How much time Who you got winning this division?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you guys 100%. I think the Pats just took a dump. You know, they, they really should have. Uh, they should have kept Brady. It Did whatever possible need for him to stay there. Get him whatever he wants. I mean, at least for the time being. But, yeah, the, the Tua draft I thought was a great pickup. You know, that's the, a good start for the beginning of their franchise to kind of blossom because they are absolutely trash. And, yep. I uh, yeah, heard my the feelings, Mike. Are, the, <laughs> the Bills are just, you know, they're slowly but surely getting better and better every year. So I, I completely agree with you guys on that one. I would have given the, the, the Pats a D minus as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and uh, you know, I'm glad that you said that because you know, a lot of people are blindly putting their faith into the in the Patriot system and the Belichick way. Um, but you know, when you don't have a franchise Hall of Fame quarterback, it makes the rest of it harder. I mean, the Patriots' system can only take you so far, um, but you're gonna need a uh, a bona fide quarterback to t- take you over the hump. You know?
2: Oh yeah, for sure, and especially in the locker room, you know, for the players, it's like when things were. Going bad or going good. Tom Brady always had a voice. And now I heard from the players, you know, they were giving interviews earlier today. Uh, the what's it called, the, the McCaffrey brothers? They yeah, were saying, I'm like, reporting. They, don't, they don't. Yeah, they don't have that voice in the locker room now, which is a complete shift in how their team operates. Yeah.
0: Makes sense. Um, Okay, cool. Uh, The next division we're going to touch on is the AFC North. And look at this division, man. Um, You got to look at the the top dogs. Uh, I give the Baltimore Ravens an A-minus. Um, it's an embarrassment of riches on offense and they added JK Dobbins out of Ohio state. Um, couple that with, you know, Calais Campbell on the defensive end, you're going to see these guys win a division again, in my eyes. Um, some great moves that are made by the Cleveland Browns. Um, they really went all out in free agency. they uh, brought in uh, Titan tight end Austin Hooper. They shored up the line with Jack Conklin. Um, and they uh, hired a new uh, head coach in, uh, the guy from uh, the guy from Minnesota Stefanski. So all in all, I think both, um, uh, Baltimore and Cleveland did great jobs in the offseason Um and I'm going to actually go with uh, Baltimore winning the division.
1: Yeah, I uh, I second that. I have Baltimore winning the division as well too. And not only just the Calais Campbell uh, trade that they got, you know, another veteran presence in that locker room. Uh, they they drafted Patrick Queen in the in the first round. Like he, you know, typical fashion, he fell he fell to them. Uh, I believe it was the the late 20s uh, in the draft this year. And you know it's just gonna fill a fill a void that you know Ray Lewis and, and uh, Terrell Suggs left behind when they left. And you know I think he could be Ray Lewis 2.0. I know that's real early to say that, but I think he could uh, really shore up that position. Uh, the Steelers, to me, in this division, I think they're gonna be the ultimate X factor just because uh, you know they were an eight and eight team with a guy named Duck and uh, Mason Rudolph getting his head taken off by uh, Miles Garrett. If they had a competent <laughs> quarterback. Back there, they probably would have made the playoffs. So I think you know if Big Ben is able to come back, his elbow holds up, and he's not asked to drop back 40 times to get obliterated in the pocket, I think they could do uh, do some damage. And I have them actually as a wild card team, uh, especially if they move Juju Smith Schuster inside his more natural position. Well, well,
2: nice. Did you hear that Ben had a come to Jesus moment and he's <laughs> opened up about? He struggles with addiction and <laughs> porn and all this stuff so he yep. says that he's coming out this year firing we'll yeah see. but but
0: mike when i read those comments i was like but that's all of us in quarantine like i'm not doing anything Oh, different. absolutely <laughs> like am i do i have to go get some help as well now
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: <laughs> i was Mike before you got on board i was telling uh was telling puma uh, I actually kind of caved, and I uh, I gave uh, fifty dollars to OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome.
2: laughs> wow!
0: You know, quarantine is a uh, interesting time, my man.
2: <laughs> oh, for sure. I I think there's probably been like maybe a handful of days where I haven't touched a sip of alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just the wave of the future. Work at home, drink a couple beers, and.
1: Yeah, figure out the rest of your day. <laughs> yeah. It's basically it, my man. Basically yeah.
0: it. There's been times where I've been on calls and I, you know, I shouldn't be drinking, but I have.
2: <laughs> we it's got always like a dream.
0: Yeah, Can't we all you just have a drink
1: at work. Why? 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 Well, now you can. <laughs> yeah, it's Mad Men 2020. It's fine.
0: We got like VPs and like heads of companies in our calls, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna be back here just pounding away a vodka, you know. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, Mike, did you end up picking uh, your winner out of the AFC North?
2: Uh, I agree with you guys. I mean, Baltimore is just by far to me the favorite. I mean, Lamar is, he's ultimately uh, Michael Vick 2.0. And he's, I feel like he's getting better and better every single year. I don't think anybody's going to come close to to what they produced last year. So I, I got them being number one. A, a in my book and uh yeah Cincinnati's gonna stay in the F category for a <laughs> while.
0: Well, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, they made some decent moves. Obviously, they drafted uh, Joe Burrow for their um, for the future, but I mean, it's just way too early for them to make any yeah. noise, noise at all. You it know, is, it, you're right. It is. They were they were literally they were very active in free agency, right? They brought in uh, defensive end uh, DJ uh, Reader, and then also they brought in Trey Wayne. So uh, I think they made decent moves, but for the most part, I mean, they're just going to be sitting in the back of that division for a couple years because it's so competitive, right? You got the Ravens, you got it uh, Big fans. You've got Baker Mayfield and the Browns up there. Who, who you don't yeah. know? It could be bad. So I think I think Cincinnati is going to be kind of sitting in the rear uh, for a while. Yeah,
1: you know, absolutely. call me the call me the crackhead. I think I they're going to they're going to surprise people. And hear, and hear me out. So they didn't have their first overall pick last year uh, or first rounder, I should say. Jonah Williams. He he was done for the year. He separated shoulder before. Minicamp. But if he's able to come back and shore up that offensive line, Joe Mixon was running like a man possessed the last six weeks of the season last year. And that was behind an offense without A.J. Green. Uh, Auden Tate got banged up. And uh, I think it was um, uh Boyd, Tyler Boyd. He was really the only healthy body at wide receiver. If they're able to shore up that offensive line and Mixon can pick up where he left off with all these weapons coming back in the form of A.J. Green. I believe he signed his franchise tag. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but they might play, spoiler, in a NFC, uh, not NFC, AFC North. That's basically gladiator football because they're the only slouch on the defensive side of the football right now. So I think they can surprise some people. Okay. <laughs> All
2: right, well, we'll,
1: well, might have to make drinking on that then. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, I am drinking. I cracked a beer right before Mike and <laughs> came on. I was,
0: was going to be like, well, so how much have you been drinking today, Puma?
1: Uh, no. I think it's my fourth beer. I think it's my fourth See, beer spaced out. I think I'm on three.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, uh, up next, the AFC South man, And uh, I was looking at this division, and the Texans, I think, had one of the worst off seasons I can remember in a long uh, time, right? Um, let's start with Bill O'Brien. Oh, uh,
1: it's Bill-O the Clown. Bill-O the Clown. <laughs>
0: it's not bad enough that he lost a 24-point lead against the uh, Chiefs in the playoffs. He had to go out. And trade away a generational wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins for essentially a busted up, beat up, end of the career David Johnson, right? And then he goes out, Terrible. brings Brandon Cooks, who has suffered, what, like five NFL concussions in the last few years. Um, and then I, to top it all off, they had to give Larry Thompson a bunch of money. And I'm looking at all the moves they made this offseason. I'm giving them aF F straight up, man. There's absolutely no way the Texans are going to be um, contending for anything anytime soon yeah, because it is, of what's yeah. back right uh the person the, the team that I really liked out of, out of this division is the Indianapolis Coltsman I gave them an A for their offseason they drafted Jonathan Tyler um the uh, running back out of Wisconsin they brought in Phillip Rivers and on the defensive end man they had DeForest Buckner and Xavier Rhodes come in so all in all I think the Colts are gonna win this division um I think the Titans kind of stood pat they really didn't make any moves they kind of doubled down on on Ryan Tannehill who I think is just uh not that great of a quarterback but I think the Colts are gonna end up winning this division
1: Oh yeah, 100%. I have the Colts in yep. the division too. And um uh, you know, Philip Rivers, he has a history with with uh, Frank Reich and the offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni from their San Diego days. Uh, I mean, for for 2014-2015 when they were together, he averaged 30 touchdowns, 15 and a half interceptions, 4500 yards and about a 60 uh, 66.3 completion percentage. If he can do Just that this season with, you know, with the healthy T.Y. Hilton, you have Paris Campbell coming back. Um, They they drafted, like you said, they drafted a running back and they already have Marlon Mack back there. If he doesn't have to chuck dying quails into the secondary and can just run the football, I think that they're going to run away with this division easily, easily. Uh, And then just the Titans, just to piggyback off of what you said, I think a lot is going to hinge on. Can Derrick Henry keep up the production that he had last year, this year? Because I think he toted the rock like 450 times. Is he gonna? Is his body going to be able to recover from that even under these quarantine times? That's still a gigantic workload for a power running back. So that's going to sure. be interesting to see. Teams
2: are going to develop new types of defenses to stop him.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Mikey, who you got winning this division, the FC South?
2: Uh, definitely the Colts I I I think that they're they're the way to go I mean I I really like that uh, Phillips Rivers trade I mean the guy is just a gamer like you can tell he just wants to win no matter what his age is like he will be a gamer until somebody you know just basically cuts his legs from him
0: (laughs) I I think go ahead
2: No, no, no no I'm just saying like you know when you work so hard and bust your ass for a franchise. And then all of a sudden they, you know, shut the door on you. Like it just feels you even more to want to beat the shit out of everybody else. So I, I, I just feel like he's just coming into this new team and he just wants to win. And I feel that, you know, with that new team and new coaching uh, they're going to do very well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I- I agree with you, man. Spot on, and and deep down, man, I really want Philip Rivers to walk away with the Super Bowl win, man. The guy has been in it for so long, man. He seems like a good dude. I love his right. trash talking, you know. Right. I just want him to walk away with the Super Bowl before all before all ends.
1: At least for the nine kids, he's got to get. He's got to win one for the nine kids. Imagine that whole family rolling up like uh, the Beverly <laughs> Hillbillies into Indianapolis. That's gonna be a fun friggin' time.
0: So he's got nine kids plus himself and his wife. So he's got 11 people, which is essentially an offense.
1: <laughs> yeah, he could run, run 11 <laughs> personnel.
0: <laughs> it's like, my man, do, do you know what pullout means? Come on.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, good Christian boy like him never knew nothing like that.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, next up, the AFC South, man. Listen, it's very simple. The Kansas City Chiefs, um, their whole philosophy is we're gonna go out there, we're gonna score a million points. We don't really care about defense as much as we should, but we're gonna go ahead and outscore you. And this offseason, all they did was they just added to that uh they just added to that offense. They brought in what I, in my mind is a Darren Sproles kind of clone uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the running back out of LSU. And this kid's gonna do wonders for that offense, man. It's gonna open up a brand new set of plays, brand new set of um, schemes. Um, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna be even more. More deadlier um, than ever before. I give them a B for their uh, for their offseason moves and uh, I'm going to have them win the division. But the dark horse out of the division, out of the AFC West is going to be the Denver Broncos. Um, looking at their draft and their offseason moves, man, I'm going to give them a B plus because they added quite a bit of high-level talent, right? They got Jerry Judy, Lloyd Cushenberry, KJ Hamler, they brought in Melvin Gordon, the running back uh, from the Chargers um, to help out as well, and then AJ Bouye. Um, so, I mean, they I think they're the trendy AFC dark horse pick here, but I, I can see the making some noise if the quarterback drew lock actually progresses as he's supposed to and i'm going to give them an a for their offseason moves
1: yeah i 100 agree uh i mean really the chiefs n- it, enough said they're 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 going to win the division they're probably 14 win team as a, as the floor uh you know clyde edwards hilaire he's been getting brian westbrook comps as well too so i mean we've all seen what westbrook did in an andy Reid offense in philadelphia so Clyde's Edward Hilaire might be a guy I'm targeting in fantasy, but I'm 100 percent with you on the Broncos. I have them as my first AFC wildcard team. Uh, I think they could be possibly a nine to 10 win team. I like the pick of Jerry Judy to compliment, you know, uh, Cortland Sutton already being there. You have K.J. Hamler, um, the, the defensive side of the football. I really like that A.J. Bouye pick to fill the void that uh, Chris Harris left when he went to Uh, Los Angeles. So I really like the Broncos. It's going to be interesting to see how it works out with the quarantine because they haven't been able to have face to face meetings. It's a new offensive system under Pat Shermer. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to pick up and adapt to that.
0: Cool, cool. Um, my man. uh yeah. Mike, Who do you got winning this division, the AFC? No, I mean
2: Chiefs all the way. I mean, nice. there's nobody's gonna contend with them. I just, I, I for one year, I've you know I'm from the Bay Area, so I've always followed the Raiders. Niners have always been the team since I was a kid, but just one year, I would like for them to make some noise. And every single year that Derek Carr is the quarterback, is nev- It's just. Something is wrong with him.
1: And he's checked I, out, I really Charlie.
2: Wish. Yeah, it's just they paid him too much, and and ever since then he's just he hasn't produced, and it's driving me insane. I Mike, want them to win,
0: Mike. I think I think what you gotta watch here is you gotta watch that pickup of Marcus Mariota. Um, they brought him in to sit behind Derek Carr, but mm-hmm. you gotta wonder how long is Derek Carr's leash, man? If they're two and four, absolutely. If they're two and four, six weeks in, and the team seems to be performing okay, but the quarterback's holding you back, who's to say, you know, they're not going to pull the plug and, you know, throw Marcus Moria out there and see what he's going to do. And I like Mariota, I man. I liked him coming out of college. I do too.
2: He's from dude, Hawaii.
0: Dude can move. He's from Hawaii. He's got a good head on his on his shoulders. Um, seems like he's in the playbook. It just seems like he just didn't get to, get to put it all together in the in Tennessee. He had a couple of good years, but I tell you what, man, this might be a fresh start for Marcus Moria's career as well.
2: For sure, I hope as there's long some
1: serious can... competition, and you know, in preseason, for sure, training I mean, camp. I think like a big key is you know they picked up Henry Ruggs. I mean, he is a speedster; he can stretch the field. It, it, you know, Derek Carr or Mariota. I mean, they're both check down Charlie type quarterbacks. Like you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You can make a career off of it. But if you're getting a speed guy on the outside, it's like the ghost of Al Davis made that draft pick this year. You better <laughs> throw the ball downfield. I mean, yeah. imagine if. You, could, you have Tyrell Williams, who's always been a bona fide number two. You have Darren Waller, who had a breakout season as a tight end last year. If he can just throw the ball down the friggin' field, that offense could make noise. They overachieved a little bit last year. If they're able to just open the playbook up a little bit more, I think they could surprise some people. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were
0: supposed to bust out last year. Remember, they were supposed to yeah, have e coming in.
1: And,
0: you know, unfortunately, that moron can't keep his trap shut for more than 20 seconds. But, you know, he was supposed to be that guy and they were supposed to put it all together last year. Um, but I do think Derek Carr's clock is ticking. Like there's two quarterbacks that we got to watch this year. It's uh, uh, Baker Mayfield up in Cleveland because uh, mm-hmm. what's his face? Uh, who's the guy sitting behind him? Uma, what's his name?
1: Uh, uh, Case Keenum.
0: Case Keenum. So Case Keenum is a Kevin Stefanski guy, and I guarantee you if they're six weeks in and Baker Mayfield's thinking it up, Case Keenum's going to yeah. start. And same thing He's in Oakland. a dark horse. Exactly, right? Same thing in Oakland. Marcus Moore is going to be uh, kind of thrown in there as well. Um, okay, cool. Well, that wraps up the AFC. Let's move over to the NFC, and let's start with the NFC East, where there's always so much fucking drama. Uh, <laughs> in regards to... Uh, the per- So I had quite a bit of tough time with the NFC just because every single year you really don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I think the two teams you really got to watch, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles. I think I'm going to give the Dallas Cowboys an edge here and have them win the division because of some of the moves they made. Um, I love that CeeDee Lamb pickup, man. Um, that dude's going to do wonders for that offense alongside Amari Cooper. Um, they obviously free. They obviously signed up Dak Prescott on the franchise tender, but also on the defensive end, Trayvon Diggs, man. I love that pickup on the defensive end as well. Sure, they made quite. They lost quite a bit of people uh, along the way. They lost Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, Travis Frederick, Jason Witten, Randall Cobb. Quite a bit has left, but. I do believe they have enough on on uh, offense to to win that division. Now the other team that you got to kind of keep an eye on, and I'm uh, and this is the reason why I picked the, the Cowboys because I'm a little bit on the mixed side of how I feel about the Eagles. You thought I thought they did great by picking up Jalen Rager and Marquise Goodwin, really giving some vertical threats to Carson Wentz. But then they go and pick up Jalen Hurts in the second round, a quarterback that's supposed to be backing up Carson Wentz, who in my eyes is a starter. So that's the reason why I give the Cowboys the uh, the nod here. But keep an eye on the Eagles as well, man.
1: Yeah, I have it flipped. I have the Eagles win the division, and it's only because, you know, I like the moves that they made in the draft. Uh, I like the trade of Marquise Goodwin as well, too. They had a lot hinged on, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson last year, who really only balled out for one game, and then he hurt his quad, and he was done for the year. But, you know, they have speed. They have two stud tight ends. But they also, they they made that trade for Darius Slay to, to fix a secondary that all three of us could torch, for Christ's sake. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, continuity is going to be key. I mean, Dallas has a new coaching staff. There's all this drama going on. Surprisingly enough, it's not about weed yet, but th- that could change. Somebody could fail a drug test. But it really, all this drama is just surrounding Dak Prescott and are they going to hammer out a deal when they should have just got the deal done last year instead of paying Ezekiel Elliott. But that's a discussion for another podcast. But I think I have the Eagles with an edge. I didn't mind the draft pick of Jalen Hurts, only because if Jalen Hurts was the backup last year instead of old man Josh McCown, they win that football game against the, the Seattle Seahawks. So, you know, I get it. You know, the, you, you you signed... Carson Wentz, this long franchise, uh, you know, franchise altering contract for your team. Why are you drafting a quarterback in the second round? Well, look at the playoffs last year, and that's why. Um, And then I think a team that could surprise some people, I think they could play spoiler, is the Washington Redskins. Uh, They picked up uh, Antonio Gibson and uh, a couple other people in the later rounds of the draft that are speedsters, and you, you have old man Adrian Peterson coming back, but I liked what I've seen so far out of Dwayne Haskins. He's cut down on the weight. He looks leaner. He looks you know, his footwork has kind of improved a little bit in these modified training things that he's doing. And I think he looks good. I think he could be poised for a step forward, especially with the coaching staff that wants him down in Washington. So I think they could play spoiler a little bit. I
2: agree with Philly having the edge. I think Dallas has a ton of talent, but you know, just that continuity with the team chemistry is such a big aspect of winning. And they seem to really haven't figured that out. And that's it's depressing because you would think that with all the talent that they have, that they would be a, an elite team, but they're not.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's your thoughts on that whole Carson Wentz, uh Jalen her situation? Because... To me, that was a head scratcher, right? I mean, you clearly need speed and you clearly need wide receiver right. help and offensive he- offense help. But instead you go out and you pull one of those moves that like the Packers did, and you draft a very competent, highly qualified quarterback to sit behind your to be sit behind your franchise quarterback. It's like a mixed message signal going on there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It means you either are planning for the future or you know, you may well, you have really some other really ideas right? trading. <laughs>
0: yeah. Puma, do you think that whole Carson Wentz thing, do you think they look at the last couple of years and the fact that he seems to be always injured, he's never really there when they need him, even this year in the playoffs, I'm sure, listen, it's not his fault that he got concussed, but he wasn't there for them. Do you think that played into uh, a reason why they took Jalen
1: Hurts? I think I think what played into it, I mean, I'm going to give Carson the benefit of the doubt because uh, what's his name? Uh, Clowney went headhunting. Um, so I'm going to yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. But I think really it's just, you know, like I said, they win that game if they have a younger, more agile quarterback in there. I mean, Josh McCown was playing with his hamstring torn off his ass. Like, I mean, he wasn't able to move anymore. I think they they just wanted to have an insurance policy in place in case Carson Wentz gets hurt, you know, break glass in case of emergency. And especially in this division where it could come down to Week 17, Dallas – Philly at, you know, at the link at Lincoln Financial Field. So you want to make sure you have all your ducks in a row. I don't mind that draft pick. I don't and I don't even mind the, uh, the the Jordan Love pick because, I mean, we all know the worst time to pick a quarterback to, to, to bridge the gap for your franchise is when you actually need to. So if you want to plan for the future, if you think that's your be- that's your best bet, you know, have at well, it. I mean, just well, what, do look think, at the-
0: what do you think is the long term? plan for jalen hurts is he gonna be a uh career backup or is he gonna be a backup for a couple of years of carson wentz and they and they essentially you know trade him off or do you think he eventually will supplant carson wentz in a year or two when carson wentz you know gets hurt again and jalen hurts comes in and leads them on a great run do you think they actually will move off of carson wentz or you think he's it he's it for the next 10 years
1: i think he's it i think i mean they, they they've even come out and said this they being howie roseman the gm and uh and Doug Peterson, the head coach, they said they want to be a uh, they want to be a quarterback factory. They want to produce quarterbacks and train them up. And and Howie Roseman, after the draft, talked of a story of how when they forget what year it was when Russell Wilson came out. But like they were looking at drafting him. I mean, I think they drafted a quarterback in, in that's in that draft as well. But they were looking at drafting. Russell Wilson, but Seattle jumped them in the draft and they took him. But there was a time when Russell Wilson and another uh, quarterback that they drafted, his name is escaping me. They could have been on the same roster. So this isn't new to Howie Roseman. And I think Howie didn't want a repeat of, of that draft class that that Wilson was in.
0: Okay. All right. Um, Okay. Next up the NFC North and I have the Minnesota Vikings Vikings division. Um, sure, they lost quite a bit in Stephon Diggs and Everson Griffin and Xavier Rhodes, but on the back end, they kind of muscled up in the draft, man. They they, in, they brought in Justin Jefferson, um, Jeff Gladney, and there's a Cleveland. Um, I think for the most part, Minnesota's going to go ahead and win this division. I had it between Minnesota and Green Bay, and the reason why I gave it to Minnesota was because of all the negative juju you hear coming out of Green Bay and the fact that Aaron Rodgers is being alienated and they took Jordan Love you know, as his replacement, so I gave the Minnesota vikings and edge on that but for the most part the the detroit lions and chicago bears man the afterthoughts are not gonna really do much at all i think time is uh, time is ticking on oh, what's his face up there in chicago um what's oh, that guy's Mitch, name Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. yeah i'm sorry mitchell yeah. turd Tur- biscuit as i call him right
1: <laughs> right here we go but
0: essentially <laughs> his time is taking the bears are gonna do much man nick Foles is probably going to starting halfway through the season uh Which but give me an vikings.
1: upgrade Which... yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah right but give me the vikings out of this division
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, give me the Vikings as well too. I mean, really, the only question is: is Dalvin Cook going to hold out? I mean, the, under the new CBA, you know, contract holdout situations, they can, you know, that player can be punished a little bit more, you know, strictly to get them back into camp. Um, but you know, he he wants to get paid. The offense goes through him, so it's going to be interesting to see what the standoff's going to be. Who's going to blink first? Um, I didn't mind the pick of Justin Jefferson. I just. You know, you, you you traded Stephon Diggs, you draft Jefferson to most of the time, you know, he's going to be playing out of the slot, but you have a bona fide slot receiver in Adam Thielen. Uh, I know they're going to try to kick him outside, but I think he's more effective inside of the formation uh, And the Packers. I don't even have them as a wildcard team. Last year, they, in my opinion, they were the most fraudulent 13-win team in the NFL. Uh, one of the most fraudulent teams next to the Dallas Cowboys last year. And, you know, with with the moves that they made in the offseason or or lack thereof and getting wide receiver help, uh, I don't I don't really see them doing what they did last year. And you know, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's one of the best quarterbacks of this generation, but it's reason to reason to stand he's he's kind of taken a step back over the last couple of years he's not that big of a superman that he once was and he's been hurt often and I think that's why they pulled the trigger on Jordan Love besides all the backroom drama that was going on prior to the start of last year with the whole audible thing so I think they got Matt LaFleur's guy in there Aaron Rodgers will be there for at least two more years and then it'll be the Jordan Love show but I don't have them making a playoff run this year.
2: Yeah, I think they're on the fence. You know, their their defense didn't get better at all. It just stayed the same. So, I mean, it's like, where where are they going from here? They just Your
1: 49ers are still running on them, Mike. Your 49ers are still running on that defense right now.
2: Yeah, it's true. It is true. But <laughs> I, I agree with you guys. I think Minnesota is the clear favorite in this division.
0: Our boy, our boy Aaron, the Vikings, fan, will be very happy to hear that.
2: Yep. Oh, I'm sure.
0: How, how is Aaron doing, man? Have you seen him lately?
2: I have not seen him lately, no, but I, I hear word on the street is is that he's never going back to work. He, just, <laughs> <laughs> he has decided that, hey, I can do everything possible that I do in the office at home. Yeah. What is the point for me to going back to the office? There is no benefit. So he well, just I- made that stance like he's going to stay home now. And they well, either I- like it or they don't.
0: Well, I think the only reason he would ever go back, and I know Aaron, you know, for the last couple of years, I think he, the only reason he'd go back is so he can sit in that desk and look at that picture of Jay Chima that he that I signed for him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely,
2: the wall, the shrine. His, he has his little shrine with a couple other. Uh... You know, ex employees up there on the wall, their badges and their, <laughs> their signatures. Oh who, was,
0: who was that guy that I started when I started like two years ago? We would always make fun of him on the charter calls. You remember, what's his name? Oh, God. Max. Yes,
2: <laughs> Max <laughs> Schwartz, the legend. Oh, yeah,
0: is his badge up there on the wall as well?
2: Absolutely, it kind that of it thing's kind never of... coming down.
0: It kind of concerns me. My picture's up there with the rest of the negative juju slash people that have kind of left Clay Lacey kind of thing, you know.
2: <laughs> well, Matty Ice is up there. Matt Roden, he's oh. a, he's still a dear friend of mine. I still play golf with him all the time. So, you know, there's not bad juju up there.
0: <laughs> well, I never, I never really got to meet Matt, but uh, he's at latitude 33 now, correct? He is. Nice, nice, cool, cool. All right, next up, the NFC South. And I think this is going to be the best division in football, man. You've got the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We could realistically see three teams get in from NFC South, right? Um, In regards to the Atlanta Falcons, man, listen – they did, not much, but I, I did like that pickup of Todd Gurley. I um, really stabilizes that offense. Um, the Atlanta Falcons can be either really good or really bad, or we just don't know. As the season pans out, we'll figure it out. But I think, for the most part, adding Todd Gurley and taking some pressure off of Matt Ryan not to actually force the ball um, into tight windows or down the field is going to do wonders. Um, I think the Saints had a very efficient offseason as well. They didn't really go out and do crazy shit, but they brought in veteran talent such as Emmanuel Sanders Malcolm Jenkins, right? And they brought in Jameis Winston to back up Drew Brees just in case he goes out again. Now, obviously, you guys know my love for Tom Brady, right? Yeah, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win this division. I got them going 14 and two, okay? Yeah, okay. Uh, Tom Brady, Rob Rankowski, um they actually had a great draft as well they uh they had Tristan Wirth that offensive tackle fall in their lap and they added a fifth round wide receiver and Tyler Johnson that I really liked as well so I think uh this division is going to be a bloodbath, man week in and week out it's going to start week one with the Saints and the Buccaneers going head to head and I think I got uh I, I got two definitely te- I definitely have two teams making the playoffs from this division maybe three
1: yeah, I'm with you on this. Div- the division being one of the best, I have them the second best division behind the NFC West. Um, I I have the Saints winning this division. Like I said, for the Eagles, continuity is going to be key. I mean that that coaching staff and that roster in New Orleans has been basically the same since you know since the start of Sean Payton's uh, you know entire tenure there, which I think is almost a decade at this point. Uh, they don't. E- they didn't even do any off-season programs through Zoom. Uh, Sean Payton straight up told them, just stay healthy, stay away, just do your thing on your own, just make sure you're in the best shape of your life come training camp time. And it looks like they survived Drew Brees putting his foot in his mouth a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so I have them winning this division. I have the Buccaneers as a wild-card team, uh, just because of how this NFC is going to shape out. Um, you know, obviously – Having Tom Brady there is an upgrade, but it's going to be interesting to see how Bruce Arians adjusts his offense to Taylor uh, to Taylor Tom Brady. It's going to be unrealistic to have a no risk it no biscuit type of offense and have Tom Brady stand back there and drop drop back forty three times and air the ball out. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they they weave Rob Gronkowski in there. I mean, let's be honest, he was on the shelf for a year. He he had. Two major back surgeries, almost a third one. Uh, you know, is he going to hold up to the to being back in you know in cont in a contact sport? Is he going to be in football shape? I know he was wrestling a bit and he's been working out on the side, but you know, it's there's a lot of football rust on that body. And the Falcons, I can see them being a dark horse team as well. But the only issue for me is depth. I mean, if Todd Gurley goes down, you, you're you're your next get your next you know, running back up is going to be Ito Smith and I think a, a Michael Hill. If Julio goes down, it's Austin Gage and, and Calvin Ridley. That's always been their, their knock is they're, 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 stacked. They're the stacked roster like the Dallas Cowboys to an extent, but they don't have enough depth to make a deep playoff run. But uh, give me the Saints all day, every day until otherwise noted.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I 100% agree. I think it goes Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Carolina. Who knows with Tampa Bay? I mean, you know, they look great just because they got a few pieces. But if how's it going to work? You know, you you just alluded to Bruce Harry. I mean, how's he going to develop this system? So I got them as a wild card as well. But I think the Saints are just – they're at the top of their game. They're right there. They've been there for many, many years. And I don't see anybody contending with them.
0: And the coronavirus is actually going to do wonders for the Saints because they're bringing back essentially their whole team and they have continuity. With the Buccaneers, man, they're throwing everything into a blender and hoping it works, right? right. I mean, they can't really have right. an offseason. Um, they're trying the best they can with Tom Brady out there, you know, doing his little workouts. But for the most part, the Saints will have a leg up just because of coronavirus itself.
2: But you see what working out too much does for you. I mean, did you watch the match? Oh,
0: my God.
1: Tournament? Oh, my did God. Hear, that like, was the Tom one Brady golf tournament I've there. ever watched.
2: <laughs> Tom Brady's out there before it playing 18 holes. He's out in the parking lot doing workouts, and then he gets on to the course, and he sucks balls. So <laughs> What
0: What'd you expect? He's not a professional golfer. Oh, uh, here we go. So, he, oh, my is, uh, like, did you expect him to go Manning. out, out there and Peyton be Tiger Woods? <laughs> I,
1: mean, he, I don't know. I mean, Peyton, 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 Peyton Manning was talking him up. Peyton Manning yeah. was talking him up going into that game.
0: Peyton Manning's been retired for five fucking years, man. He, he, all he does is play golf. Tom Brady is a a football player. He's a quarterback. He's the greatest of all time. And this year, he's in with the Super Bowl again. All right. So fuck you. You, guys. Know, what?
1: you know, I'm going to say this. This is going to be hot takey, but there's Here there's so much there's so much hype around Tampa Bay that I can't. I, I, I can't get the comparison out of my mind of the hype that was surrounding the Cleveland Browns last year. See, see and that's embarrassing. Yeah. That's
0: embarrassing to Tom Brady because essentially what you're saying is he is just as immature as Baker Mayfield is.
1: No, what I'm saying, Jay, is mm-hmm. there's so much hype surrounding this team. Every first-year quarterback under a Bruce Arian system, you can look at Ben Roethlisberger all the way to Jameis Winston – Every time a first-year quarterback is in that system, they lead the league in interceptions. Carson Palmer did it in Arizona. Jameis did it last year. I think Drew Stanton did it when he was with with, uh, BA. Ben Roethlisberger sure as shit did too. And I just think that there's, like I said, it's no shot against Brady. He is the greatest of all time. But there's so much hype surrounding this team. Shaq Barrett hasn't signed his franchise tag yet. They don't even know if he's going to show up at camp or training camp and be in shape to, to compete for the season. And, you know, they're playing in a hotbed state for COVID. Their players already tested positive for this. There's just so much going against them w- with the headwind of the hype train that's going on. And I think that if they get off to a slow start, it, you know, the pressure from the national media is going to be overbearing to, besides Tom Brady, a very young roster. That's, that's, my, that's my one thing with this whole hype train.
0: If we were in non-COVID times, I would be flat out just vehemently denying everything you are saying and going against it. But the only truth of your argument is that COVID-19 thing. There's, I, I firmly believe obviously that Tom Brady is a better quarterback than, Bruce, uh, than uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Stanton or whatever, right? James Winston. I think he'll be, he'll be able to control the ball and not turn it over as much as those guys did. But I think that COVID-19 thing, that's the one that you really got to kind of watch, man. That I think is going to be the main player. Has Tom Brady learned enough of the playbook and enough of, continuity with the receivers for week one to be, you know, kind of go without an off season that the, the COVID-19 thing is, is what I think is going to hold them back. Yeah,
1: we'll see. We'll see if they're off to a slow start in the up modified Bruce Arian system. If they, are they going to go back to no risk it, no biscuit. Somebody better start <laughs> saying a prayer for Tom Brady or Giselle's going to have him <laughs> going to early retirement. He won't even finish off the year.
0: I'm um, all I'm saying is 14 and two and we're going to throw a ball.
1: All right. Wow. Okay, don't let that <laughs> avocado ice cream hit you in the face when they throw it in. <laughs> uh the
0: next next up the NFC West uh second best division in football it's gonna be a bloodbath out there as well um a lot of people are given quite a bit of hype and love to the Arizona Cardinals and I see why you know they're expecting Kyler Murray to take that next step in his sophomore year and they added DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins, to line up uh, on the other side of Larry Fitzgerald you can't go wrong with that but that Clemson uh hybrid Isaiah Simmons pickup is where I think it got really interesting for the Arizona Cardinals. That's the reason why I give, I give them an A, because that dude is an absolute freak. I have the 49ers still winning this division, um, just ooh, because it tried and true for the most part. They did lose quite a bit uh, in free agency. They lost to Force Buckner, Emmanuel Sanders, Matt Breida, but the fact they brought in Trent Williams, I mean, that's like a show-stopping trade right there, right? So, yeah. I got the the 49ers winning. I got the Cardinals as a dark horse team. Um, Seattle's always going to be there with Russell Wilson, man. I mean, the guy No matter what you throw around him, he's going to get his team to nine wins, ten wins. So keep an eye out on them. And I think LA Rams are kind of the odd man out looking in, man. I think all those very aggressive moves they made a couple of years ago with Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks and everybody else. I mean, that's catching up to them now. Um, Now you're finally seeing just what I mean, this is a make or break a year for, I believe, Jared Goff. Right. Um, You're starting to see this team not perform the way it did a couple of years ago. And it's starting to bite bite him in the ass. All those big, big moves they made.
1: Yeah, they, he already restructured his contract that the ink just dried on from last year to to free up cap space to sign Jalen Ramsey. And I mean, this is the, the Rams example is really what happens when you go all in and it doesn't work out and you trade away. You know, they don't have a first round draft pick for the next three years because of what they did to get Brandon Cooks and what they did to get Jalen Ramsey. Their cap space is a mess. I'm with you. I think they're on the outside looking in, too. Um, I have the 49ers winning. I like, I love the draft that they had, uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk in space in a college Shanahan system. Give me that all day. I'm going to get him yeah. early in some fantasy football drafts for sure. That, that running back situation, you know, you have Raheem Mostert, you, you have, you know, you have um, Jesus, Jerk McKinnon might be coming back. He's still under contract. I mean, that running back Hydra is just, is insane. Like I said, they're still running on the green Bay Packers right now for Christ's sake. And I really like to see what this offense does going through Brandon Ayuk. I'm a little worried about Debo Samuel breaking his foot this week. He's going to be out for three to four months, but he should be able to come back. But who's going to step up? Is it going to be Dante Pettis? Is it going to be Kendrick Bourne? That's going to be the interesting thing to see. Uh, I'm on the Cardinals hype train. I've said it the last couple of episodes. I have a ticket for Kyler Murray to be an MVP this year. I think he's going to take a giant step forward uh, in his second year. Again, continuity is going to be key and he played like an absolute stud down the stretch last year. And it kind of coincided with dancing cliff Kingsbury finding his stones in the red zone and going for it a little bit more instead of kicking it all the time. Uh, I think this is going to be interesting to see. They short up that offensive line a little bit. They, they did that um, that Simmons draft pick where you can line them up anywhere Uh, The offense is looking a little bit more fluid under Kenyon Drake, former Dolphin, breaks my heart, but we never used him right. Uh, And DeAndre Hopkins is just going to be a yak machine, yards after catch, uh, to complement Christian Kirk and a a young wide receiver core. So give me the Cardinals as a wild-card team, and I have the 49ers winning the division.
2: Yep, me too. You know, I'm a huge Niner fan, so absolutely (laughs) – Absolutely. we were we were uh, minutes away from the Super Bowl title until, you know, Magic Mahomes came through and just stomped on our throats. But yeah, I uh I I look forward to this year. I think these these two rookies, I mean, they already signed them to their to their four-year rookie deal. So, it's obviously yep. a note that they got some supreme confidence in these guys, but um yeah, I mean other than that, like, Seattle is always a threat to the 49ers. They always are. Uh, I enjoy watching their games because they're crazy competitive. The last two games that they played, they were, you know, nail-biting games. So, and I think golf's, you know, he's, he's really he's at that plateau where it's, uh, it's, it's make or bust, you know? You got to come out and really start being a showstopper. Other than that, he's just gonna get dumped to the side like Johnny Menzel.
1: Yep, for sure. Um,
0: See, let me ask you a question, um, Mr. Time. What is your feelings on Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you in on him for the long haul? Or with the or with the fact that the Niners this offseason made a run at Tom Brady and weren't very firm in their beliefs of Garoppolo. What's your thoughts on Garoppolo as your franchise quarterback?
2: I am very on the fence, to be honest with you. Why is that? I, You know, I just don't have as much confidence in Jimmy as, as a Tom Brady or as a Drew Brees or as uh, any of the elite quarterbacks, Russell Wilson. I mean, you name it, there's, a, there's at least like six or seven of them that I would honestly rather take as a starting quarterback. This team is elite and it needs a, an elite quarterback. And Jimmy, to me, he's like, if I was to rank him by a percentage to me, he'd be like a 75% court type of quarterback. So I, I feel like they are on the fence as well with him, whether or not they really want to sign him to an extreme long-term contract, or they're going to try and make another move. Draft a, a young quarterback. Not sure, but I, me personally, I as soon as they landed Jimmy, I wasn't the biggest fan. I just feel I just felt like he he's not a gamer to me. I look in his eyes and I see the way he plays and it, he's not he's not the Phillips River competitive talk shit in your face like you're going to you're going to fear me type of quarterback that I wish he was.
0: Yeah. No, and, and the reason I bring it up is, not because I, I saw the same exact thing you saw uh, as, as a Patriot, right? I mean, he, he was with us for a couple of years, and I just didn't see it, and which uh, it always infuriated me when people you know, always made the comparison of being the next kind of Tom Brady stepping in and taking over bullshit. But I, the reason why I asked that man, question— Man, you can
1: get upset was, if anybody says that, even if the water boy. Come on now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, when you're, when you're comparing the greatest of all time to some trash-ass quarterbacks, then of course they get upset, right?
1: Uh, Let me ask a question,
0: Mikey P. What is it going to take for you this year? Like, what do you want to see out of Jimmy G? Like, do you want him to go to school and win it for him to the long-term answer? Or do you want, like, what is it for you? What going to take for you to have him on board for the long haul?
2: I mean, I'm going to throw in a basketball comparison, right? So the way that I feel like Jimmy G is, I compare him to a man named Dwight Howard,
0: right? You guys all know Dwight Howard. Oh, I know Dwight Howard. Orlando Magic and the Laker.
2: Of course, yeah. The guy was like projected to be like this amazing basketball center, could dominate like Shaq could, but he just didn't have it inside of him to dominate. He was like, you know, a fucking pansy. He just wouldn't take that step mentally. And the way that I feel, I feel the same way about Jimmy. I just feel like, He's there, he's a great quarterback, but he's not he's never gonna take that step.
0: Just a, mentally, he's not there. Yeah, and the way that Dwight Howard's career panned out, man, he had a couple of great years in Orlando, lost to the, the Lakers in the finals, and then he just kind of after that, he wasn't the same. I mean, he got traded yeah. around to the Lakers, the Rockets, and yeah. now he's back with the Lakers again. Like he just wasn't the same. And I remember when he was with the Lakers the first time around. Shaq was hard on him, you know, because he wasn't performing well, to the level Everybody that he should have. And
2: pushing instead
0: him of rising to the occasion, dominant. you're right. And instead of rising to the occasion and actually being great, he kind of withered. And you're right with Jimmy Garoppolo. He had a chance in a Super Bowl. He had a, a streaky Sanders to win the game and he just didn't come through. So I think you make nope. a great there.
1: Yeah. yeah. Run the ball a little bit more. You might have a ring. I'm going to say this about Jimmy G. I think I want to see what he does this year and the reason why I say that is because he'll be a full year removed from ACL surgery it's it's commonplace it takes a full year of recovery to for the you know the player to feel more confident in being able to make those the, those moves in the pocket or make a, a jump cut or pivot and have confidence in that ligament holding up so if he's playing skittish this year because there were times last year where he balled out he he lit the superdome on fire. Uh, with, with Emmanuel Sanders and, and different, you know, routes that had generated space. I mean, he, he blew the lid off of that joint in a shootout with the Saints. He, he was up there statistically last year. So if he's able to take a step forward with a full year removed from that knee surgery, I think that he's going to be the quarterback for the long term. And if not, they can cut him at the end of this season and not take a, a ginormous cap hit.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up, man. Uh, let's wrap up with our Super Bowl picks. Um, I will turn the floor over to the guest, Mr. Uh, Hammer Time. What are your way too early Super Bowl predictions?
2: Uh, I think it's gonna be a rematch. Okay. Uh, okay. I think the Niners are gonna make it, and so are the Chiefs. I think it's gonna be. Uh, a great duel and uh, I'm hoping that the Niners figure out the game plan this year and they take the title.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Mr. Puma.
1: All right. So here's my let's get nuts scenario. All right. So <laughs> yeah, the Steelers as a wild card team, they're going to make it to the AFC championship game. They're going to meet the, the chiefs in arrowhead with or without fans. I have the Steelers winning that matchup. I like their defense a little bit more uh, over the chiefs. Uh, The NFC side, I got the 49ers Cardinals in the (laughs) NFC championship game. Mike, I'm sorry, my guy. I got got Arizona going to the Super Bowl, and I think we're going to have a rematch Cardinals-Steelers from, you know, five, six years ago, and I think the Steelers are going to come out on top. I just – I like their defense. I like what they did on the offensive side of the football. If James Conner can stay healthy, Juju's moving inside. Les Claypool is going to be playing outside to stretch the field. And if Ben Roethlisberger can just stay healthy, I think this team could make a deep playoff run and get a get a Lombardi Trophy.
0: Dude, you weren't fucking lying. That is very fucking
1: nuts. Oh my
0: god!
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's get nuts. Hey, it's the early let's part of the year. It's the summer. It's the slow season. Why not get nuts? Let's go.
0: I can <laughs> buy the Arizona Cardinals thing. Yeah, I can see Kyler Murray taking that next step, and they're loaded on offense, and they got a good yeah, defense. Yeah. I, I don't know how much is left in the tank for Big Ben. I mean, essentially, that surgery he had, I mean, they don't want – they didn't give us the full details of it, but it seems like it was a Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Well, surgeries, I mean, we don't know how he's going to come back. Is he going to be great? Is he going to be mediocre? Is he going to be done? Is he washed up? I think I'd feel more comfortable if they had a viable backup instead of Duck Hodges, whoever, else, whoever else the fuck is backing him up. But if they had, like, a Cam Newton backing him up or bringing him in, I, I could buy that. But – But, I mean, Big Ben, I I can't buy
1: that. Here's here's the comparison I'm going to make to the Steelers. Look look at the Steelers and look at the 96 and 97 Broncos when they won back-to-back championships. John Elway was at the end of his career. I think he was banged up a few times as well too. They won on a running game and a strong defense. Like you know, there are people from the in the Hall of Fame from those Broncos teams that are that just balled out that year, along with their entire career. If they could win with the defense that they have, with Minka Fitzpatrick and, and Joe Hayden and, and everybody else out there with a a young Devin Bush who looks like a prototypical Steeler, if they can win with a strong defense and a good running game, I mean, even if James Conner goes down, you have Benny Snell and another competent backup back there, I think this team could do wonders in the playoffs.
0: Part of me has an issue picking the Steelers because, to be real, Mike Tomlin hasn't lived up to the billing, right? He has won one Bowl. But for the most part, we expected – I think one of the biggest travesties of this, of the last five years, is the fact that Steelers with Big Ben, A.B. in his prime, and Le'Veon Bell in his prime did not win a Super Bowl. And they could never get over New England, right? And I think Mike Tallman has something to do with that. Uh, I'm not trying to denigrate the man. I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he's in that elite level. Hey, you see
1: what Mike Tallman was dealing with? That guy should be nominated for sainthood with the A.B. and the Le'Veon Bell and and Big Ben being addicted to Pornhub and booze. And and, and, and popping pills.
0: Well, coming from you, I thought AB was the greatest wide receiver of all time.
1: I mean, statistically, (laughs) he is the greatest wide receiver. One of the greatest wide receivers of all time was on track for a Hall of Fame career until he had the helmet foot saga. But I think Steelers going all the way. Mike Tomlin, you know, that franchise hasn't really had any turmoil at the head coaching position over the last 40 years. They've had three Chuck Knoll. Bill listen, Cowher I, and Mike Tomlin. Listen,
0: I, I didn't say he's not a bad coach. I didn't say he's a bad coach. I just I just don't think he's an elite-level coach, man. I think with, with that team and the Steelers and who they are, they should be winning more Super Bowls. I mean, you always talk about the legendary franchises, the NFL, the Cowboys, the Steelers, and you expect them to be in the Super Bowl like contention every other year. But I mean he's won one and he hasn't ever gone back too close to an a- in a championship game or even sniffed, you know, uh a Super Bowl. So I think I think there is there, we got to look at Mike Tomlin in a way like hey listen, have you lived to billing yet or not?
1: Hey, yeah, they won more Super Bowls in the last, you know, 20 years than the Dallas Cowboys have. I don't think they've won one in 27. So Yeah, but
0: what's that got to do with Mike Tomlin right now? Like I mean, that's that's the old, you know, Dallas Cowboys we won 3 in the 90s. It doesn't matter right now, you know?
1: Again, if they could have Ben Roethlisberger stay relatively healthy and win and lean on that defense, oh yeah, and I think he's the guy to do it, especially with the young roster.
0: Let's say let's say six weeks in, Big Ben hurts himself and that arm again. Do you think they call Cam Newton?
1: I think Cam Newton is going to be signed before week six, only because I think he's going to be. Uh, you know, a quarterback gets hurt in training camp, kind of deal. Like I, I think it's going to be a Jay Cutler yeah. kind of kind of hold, quarterback. Hold that
0: thought. I want to ask one more question after I give you my Super Bowl picks, which I assume you guys already know. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. It um, doesn't really matter who's on the other end. Tom Brady's going to throw 50 touchdowns this year, win the MVP, and win Super Bowl MVP. So let's okay. go past that. All right. <laughs> let's just get past that. All right.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: but the question I have for you guys is if you had to just randomly pick one team where Cam Newman's going to end up this year, what team do you think it would be? I'll, and I mean, I'll have Mikey P. start out. Uh, You know,
2: I don't know. I'm. I'm... I'm throwing a wrench in here, but... Yeah, I mean, he's off
0: the cuff, man. Just throw a name out there. I
2: I feel like he's going to go to the Rams. I feel like Jared Goff is going to get hurt. His career is going to be over. And they're going to look to a savior. And who
1: but not Cam Newton to come to L.A., (laughs) <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Superman Superman is flying to the City Angels I can, get, I can buy that I mean like I said Barring Because I, I just think he's going to be A training camp injury signing He's going to be a Jay Cutler I mean if you held a gun to my head I Chicago I think you know he would be a a massive upgrade over both Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. I I think Colin Kaepernick being in mothballs for four years, he would be an upgrade (laughs) in Chicago. I mean, they have, if you combine both quarterbacks at this point, they'll have one, but like, like I don't, besides that one year Nick Foles had with Chip Kelly, he, he's been a career backup at best. Like I, I just, I, yeah, he had that magical run, with the Eagles is going to be one of the most, you know, talked about all time runs in NFL history as a quarterback. But I mean, beyond that, like that, that's, that's really all it is. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't win the job back from uh, a guy known more for his jorts and his mustache in Jacksonville uh, than, than anything out of Washington state besides leading the nation in passing. Uh, I think anybody at this point would be a massive upgrade in Chicago.
0: Yeah, and I think Puma, my original thought went to the Bears as well. Um, but I think the fact that you have two quarterbacks that they want to see this year kind of works against Kim, right? So you have Mitch Trubisky, let's say he wins out and, you know, he starts um, out, of the, out of the gate. Let's say, you know, six weeks in he gets pulled. But then you're going to give another six – you know, four to five, six weeks to Nick Foles. At that point, you're at week 12 of the season. I mean, is Cam really gonna come in and do anything at that point, right? Yeah. I
1: think,
0: I think Jacksonville Jaguars is where it's gonna be, man. I think I think this whole what's uh, what was it last year? The uh, the guard who Minshew mania is that what they called it? Yeah, Minshew mania. I, I was so fucking annoyed by that, man. I'm like, dude, dude won two fucking games. He has a mustache. People are making it out like he's the next goddamn <laughs> fucking great quarterback. But I think he's gonna start the year out. He's gonna have three, four games where he's gonna suck, and I think the the Jaguars are gonna come call for Cam newen
1: i think they're in tank for trevor mode they need yeah. to fill that stadium with fans and they're not going to do that if they're winning football games um i eh, 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 eh. i can see it i can buy it i'm not shooting it down i can buy it that yeah. or chicago okay all
0: right well listen we had a great podcast do you guys want to get into anything else
1: Oh, let's see. I think the. I said this not to make a hard left on this, but I think, you know, with all the COVID stuff going on right now and how some teams are going to be handling the beginning of training camp, I think, and I tweeted about this last week, it's going to get interesting in how the league as a whole and ownership deals with COVID 19 uh, positive diagnoses because it's been on the table that they'll place players on the non-football injury list, the NFI list, and it's up to the owners, but they don't have to pay those players. And if there's going to be teams that are going to put their players on the NFI list – that's going to be a huge union issue, and I think that could, you know, rival the the dirty laundry that's being aired out between the Major League Baseball uh, Players Association and ownership. So uh, they need to figure that aspect out before they have players showing up in training camp because that is a workplace hazard at this point.
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mikey P, any uh, any last words? Yeah, no, I agree with you
2: 100%. I mean, the NBA was just talking today that, you know, 16 players had tested positive, and, you know, they were getting ready to to have everybody go to, to Orlando. And it's like, well, what do you do now? It's the same same situation for the NFL. Like, when they come to training camp, like, wh- what do you do? Mm-hmm. So I agree with you.
1: Mikey, you're, you're a hooper. Who do you got? I know the schedule got released today. Who do you got – Going to the NBA Finals. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a Portland Trailblazers guy. I know they were yeah. on the outside looking in. Uh, did did they make the cut or do they have to play their way in to the to the playoffs?
2: Ooh, I don't know about Portland, but I can definitely tell you, I think Milwaukee's going to take it this year. I think For sure. they're just they're the depth of the team. Uh, Giannis was hurt towards like the beginning of the pandemic. And now he's, all he's been doing is just rehab. So he's going to come back 100%. Um, I just, I think that they will, you know, essentially beat the Lakers. I think it'll be the Lakers and bucks in the finals. And, uh, and yeah, I think the bucks will take it this year, even though I really wish that the bucks would lose because I think if the bucks would lose, then the Warriors will have a better shot of trying to land Giannis because that is the overall goal for the Golden State Warriors. Is we right now we need Giannis, so okay. that's my pick for basketball. <laughs> I
0: saw I saw the schedule got released a little bit ago, and it looks like the Clippers and the Lakers are playing on July 30th at the 9 p.m um and then july 31st got some more games Uh, mike if i had to ask you for one dark horse team to keep an eye out not the not the big dogs not the clippers or lakers or or the pelicans who is that one dark horse team to keep an eye on um
2: i think dallas dallas is a yes
1: Uh i get i'll buy stock in that mike
2: yeah like luka donich he is amazing and then when you put Porzingis in there, like they just have a very solid team, so I think they're going to make a a little bit of a splash in in the uh, in the playoffs. And a lot of people are didn't expect them to do very well this year. So, yeah, that, that's my dark horse
1: team. It wasn't wasn't Luca hurt before this whole pandemic thing went down? Didn't he hurt his ankle, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean.
2: Right now, everybody's just resting.
1: Right, exactly. You didn't have to worry about rehabbing and rushing back from an injury. He's had three months to do it on his own.
2: Four minute restrictions. Like, these guys are all healthy. This should, Mm -hmm. I mean, this should be like the best playoffs possible because everybody should be at the same level.
1: So, what you're saying is I should drive to New Jersey and place a bet for the Dallas Mavericks to win the championship. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Well, what are okay. the odds? Okay. Yeah. You know what, Jay? While you're talking, I'm going to look up the odds real quick. Yeah. <laughs> now,
0: now, Mike, I've been out of the loop on the whole NBA thing. Like, are they sure. going right into the playoffs or are they going to go ahead and, like, do some sort of, like, play-in games or whatever?
2: Yeah. There's, like, some teams on the bubble that they're going to, you know, have some, like, kind of like a tournament style where um, they'll get a chance to make the playoffs uh but that's as far as i know i mean i'm not so much intuitive of what's going on here because it it keeps changing right and especially with covid right now you know they don't even know if it's going to happen
0: yeah makes
1: sense All Right. so there's, dallas there's is so plus 4000 <laughs> <laughs> so like a 5 dollar bet on dallas will pay out 205 bucks <laughs> It's not bad odds. Yeah, nope, not too bad, hey. If you really want to swing a home run, you can get the Washington Wizards at thirty plus thirty
0: thousand. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we covered quite a bit of ground. Uh, Puma, you want to plug us up real quick?
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can find this episode and previous ones of the Pro Football Radio podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, Jay's been doing some magical editing and getting, uh, getting some audio up there. So you can listen to that in the background. If you're suffering working from home, like we are Um, you can find us on social media, pro football radio podcast, Facebook and Instagram Uh, on Twitter. It's at PFR podcast. I'm on Twitter. Brando underscore Puma. Jay Chima is at Jay Chima, Mikey P hammer time, AKA Frisco. Where can the good people find you on social media? They can find me on
2: Instagram, my Instagram is mike.anthony.p.
1: Sick. It's a good it's a good follow. You got like I said earlier, you got you got handles, man. You got handles with the with the basketball. <laughs> thank you my, my man. I, I really appreciate it.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on board, man. We appreciate the insight. Um you know, as Absolutely.
2: We... Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. this
1: was uh, an
2: unbelievable time and thanks for uh for for listening to my insight.
1: Oh, you'll be back on. You're you're, you're a 49ers on. inside, my man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, you
2: can always call me in just halfway through. So, hey, a, what, what's Mikey P up to? Let me see.
0: Well, as uh, the season be, goes, you know, on, man, a goes on, we're Yeah. As <laughs> the season goes on, we're gonna have we're gonna have you guys back on quite a bit. Um, we have a couple of guys that we uh we, we brought in for our last podcast, and then uh, we'll have you on from the West Coast as well, and then we're gonna start out we we'll going to try to bring on Aaron, the Vikings fan as
1: well, man. Oh,
2: absolutely. I would love to go on with Aaron at the same time. <laughs> yes, We have yes, to make the that first,
1: happen. <laughs> we got to look at the schedule. If there's a 49ers-Vikings matchup, you guys are coming on that week. I don't give oh, a damn. Absolutely. We're going to make it happen.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm signing up for that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Bye, con Dios. Today,